Welcome back, everybody. It's day 189 of listening to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Could be day one for you. If it is, welcome. Make sure you binge the Bible. You can catch up. Oh, you yeah. can do it for sure. Uh, everyone who's been with us for 189 days, or you've heard every episode or whatever, welcome. We are so glad that you guys are doing this. Super proud of you. Uh, you're going to make it through the Bible. You're going to do it. We're yeah. almost there. I mean, we're half over halfway now. Yes, we are. So. All right, guys, uh, we are picking back up in Kings. Yesterday we read Jonah. We're picking back up in Kings here. Uh, we're going to talk about Uzziah and his rule in Judah. So, 2 Kings chapter 15, Uzziah rules in Judah. Uzziah, son of Amaziah, began to rule over Judah in the 27th year of the reign of King Jeroboam II of Israel. He was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jecolia from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. But he did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. The Lord struck the king with leprosy, which lasted until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house. The king's son, Jotham, was put in charge of the royal palace, and he governed the people of the land. The rest of the events of Uzziah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Uzziah died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David, and his son Jotham became the next king. Zechariah rules in Israel. Zechariah, son of Jeroboam II, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria six months. Zechariah did what, what was evil in the Lord's sight and his, as his ancestors had done. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Then Shalom, son of Jabesh, conspired against Zechariah, assassinated him in public, and he became the next king. The rest of the events in Zechariah's reign are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. So the Lord's message to Jehu came true. Your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. Shalom rules in Israel. Shalom, son of Jabesh, began to rule over Israel in the 39th year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. Shalom, he reigned in Samaria only one month. Then Menahem, son of Gadi, went to Samaria from Terza, and he assassinated him, and he became the next king. The rest of the events in Shalom's reign, including the conspiracy, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Men Menahem rules in Israel. At that time, Menahem destroyed the town of Tapua and all the surrounding countryside as far as Terza because its citizens refused to surrender the town. He killed the entire population and ripped open the pregnant women. Oh. Hmm. Menahem, son of Gadi, began to rule over Israel in the 39th year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 10 years. But Menahem did what was evil in the Lord's sight. During his entire reign, he refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Then King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria invaded the land, but Menahem paid him 37 tons of silver to gain his support in tightening his grip on royal power. Menahem extorted the money from the rich of Israel, demanding that each of them pay 50 pieces of silver to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned from attacking Israel and did not stay in the land. The rest of the events of Menahem's reign and everything he did, they're recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Menahem died, his son Pekaniah, or Pekahiah, <laughs> Pekahiah, 
became the next king. Pekahiah rules in Israel. Pekahiah, son of Menahem, began to rule over Israel in the 50th year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria two years, but Pekahiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Then Pekah, son of Remaliah, the commander of Pekahiah's army, conspired against him. With 50 men from Gilead, Pekah assassinated the king along with Argob and Ariah in the citadel of the palace of Samaria. And Pekah reigned in his palace. The rest of the events in Pekahiah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Pekah rules in Israel. Pekah son of Remaliah began to rule over Israel in the 52nd year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 20 years. But Pekah, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. During Pekah's reign, King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria attacked Israel again, and he captured the towns of Ijon, Abel-Beth-Makkah, Janoa, Kadesh, and Hazor. He also conquered the regions of Gilead, Galilee, and all of Naphtali, and he took the people of Ass- took the people to Assyria as captives. Then Hashia, son of Elah, conspired against Pekah and assassinated him. He began to rule over Israel in the twentieth year of Jotham, son of Uzziah. The rest of the events of Pekah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Jotham rules in Judah. Jotham, son of Uzziah, began to rule over Judah in the second year of King Pekah's reign in Israel. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His mother was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. Jotham did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. He did everything his father Uzziah had done, but he did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burnt incense there. He rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord. Yeah, the rest of the events in Jotham's reign and everything he did, they're recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. In those days, the Lord began to send King Rezin of Aram, King Pekah of Israel, to attack Judah. When Jotham died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David, and his son Ahaz became next king. Ahaz rules in Judah. Oh, wait, no, yeah, we're not no, going no, there. Yeah, I didn't think we were. Oh, man, I was on a roll, too. You guys will have to wait. We're going to go to the Second Chronicles 25. Here. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay. Amaziah rules in Judah. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Jehoiadin from Jerusalem. Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. When Amaziah was well established as king, he executed one of the officials who had assassinated his father. However, he did not kill the children of the assassins, for he obeyed the command of the Lord as it is written by Moses in the book of the law. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. Then Amaziah organized the army, assigning generals and captains for all Judah and Benjamin. He took a census and found that he had an army of 300,000 select troops, 20 years old and older, all trained in the use of spear and shield. He also paid about 7,500 pounds of silver to hire 100,000 experienced fighting men from Israel. Then a man of God came to him and said, Your Majesty, do not hire troops from Israel, for the Lord is not with Israel. He will not help those people of Ephraim. If you let them go with your troops into battle, you will be defeated by the enemy no matter how well you fight. God will overthrow you, for he has power to help you or trip you up. Amaziah asked the man of God, But what about all the silver I paid to hire the army of Israel? But a man... 
Oh, the man of God replied, The Lord is able to give you so much more than this. So Amaziah discharged the hired troops and sent them back to Ephraim. This made them very angry with Judah, and they returned home in a great rage. Then Amaziah summoned his courage and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where they killed 10,000 Edomite troops from Seir. They captured another 10,000 and took them to the top of a cliff and threw them off, dashing them to pieces on the rocks below. Meanwhile, the hired troops that Amaziah had sent home raided several of the towns of Judah between Samaria and Beth Haran. They killed 3,000 people and carried off the great qualities of plunder. I'm sitting here going, we have definitely, yes, definitely read this. We have. It's because I read, I led us to the wrong spot. We have all these marks on the uh, paper. Yeah. Now. Anyway. That was crazy. Because I'm looking at my reading here. I'm like, I've marked this already. I, and I'm like, I definitely remember this story. Yeah. Hey, no no edits. We're going to jump to Second Chronicles 26 yes, now. We made a mistake. Yeah. Second Chronicles 26. It's cool. No wasted time. Did we do this one right? Someone needed to hear that. Yes. Okay. We did read Second uh, Second Kings 15. We did do that. But instead of reading Second Chronicles 26, we were reading 25. Right. So we apologize. Yeah. It's okay. You guys are going to be fine. Yeah. We'll go through A little extra Bible for you. No charge. Yeah, no charge. And we'll do the speed version. Yes, that's right. Uzziah rules in Judah. Second Chronicles chapter 26. All the people of Judah had crowned Amaziah's 16-year-old son Uzziah as king in the place of his father. After his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and restored it to Judah. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jechaliah from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Uzziah sought during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as a king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. Uzziah declared war on the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jebna, and Ashdod. Then he built new towns in the Ashdod area and other parts of Philistia. God helped him in his wars against the Philistines, his battles against the Arabs of Gur, and his wars with the Meunites. The Meunites paid annual tribute to him, and his fame spread even to Egypt, for he had become very powerful. Uzziah built 45 towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall. He became constructed. He constructed forts in the wilderness and dug many cisterns because he kept great herds of livestock in the foothills of Judah. And on the plains, he was also a man who loved soil. He had many workers who cared for his farms and vineyards, both on the hillsides and in the fertile valleys. I'd like to be known as a man who loves soil someday. Yeah, you will. Uzziah had an army of well-trained warriors ready to march into battle unit by unit. This army had been mustered and organized by Jael, the secretary of the army, and his assistant, Maaseah. They were under the direction of Hananiah, one of the king's officials. These regiments of mighty warriors were commanded by 2,600 clan leaders. The army consisted of 307,500 men, all elite troops. They were prepared to assist the king against any enemy. Uzziah provided the entire army with shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and sling stones. And he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem designed by the experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones from the towers of the corners of the wall. His fame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him the marvelous help, and he became very powerful. Uzziah's sin and punishment. But when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Azariah, the high priest, went in after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzziah and said, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priests alone, the descendants of Aaron, who are set apart for this work. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. Uzziah, who was holding an incense burner, became furious, but as he was standing there, raging at the priest before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. When Azariah, when Azariah the high priest and all the other priests saw the leprosy, they rushed him out. 
And the king himself was eager to get out because the Lord had struck him. So King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house, for he was excluded from the temple of the Lord. His son Jotham was put in charge of the royal palace, and he governed the people of the land. The rest of the events of Uzziah's reign from the beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. When Uzziah died, he was buried with his ancestors. His grave was in a nearby burial field belonging to the kings, for the people said he had leprosy, and his son Jotham became the next king. Now that didn't add any time at all. Okay. We were looking at each other and back and forth at this paper like, what is happening? Yeah. Sorry, nobody's perfect. Michael will tell you. My son will tell you. Hey, yeah. uh, very interesting that Kings, you know, I talked about this on our special episode that Kings is written by a prophet. Uh, Chronicles is written by a priest. This story of Uzziah is so different between the two. It was like, oh, yeah, Uzziah had leprosy in the first one. The second one's like he desecrated the temple and the priests had to stop him. And, you know, it's just very interesting to see that. Yeah. So anyway, hope yeah. everybody else enjoyed that. Because I did. Yeah. Good. All right. Okay, so what for this episode comes down to Uzziah. I really thought this was interesting. When he had become powerful, he also became proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pride, pride um, often follows power. Mm-hmm. Power can lead to pride yep. if you don't handle it well. And it um, made, made me think of Jesus, you know, because at the greatest moment when he was, you know, baptized came out of the water holy spirit the dove the words of god my son i'm well pleased mm-hmm. you know the greatest moment right there yeah, it's huge. you know it was a victory i mean wow the top of his game pleasure from the father for the son and what happened next immediately he was tempted yep and he was tempted you know in different areas but one was the area of pride mm-hmm. and and so and he passed the test and so many of us don't pass the test. It's, you know, power is very intoxicating and power comes in many shapes, forms, and sizes. It's, it might not be a position. It could be influence. It could be, you know, you got some victories under your belt. You're feeling good about yourself. Uh, prayers are getting answered and you're on a little kind of a good little kick there. And I just think when, when that happens, you just got to be very careful um, because, uh, you know, pride comes before a fall you know and pride led to his downfall and we see it lived out in in this um king uzziah and so i think the lesson here the so what for us is yeah enjoy the victories they're pretty awesome but give god all the glory give god all the credit remember who you are who he is where you came from what he's done for you his grace his mercy not not you all him and and i i always want to live that way and but we are one choice away one step away from crossing that line if we're not careful when it comes to pride when we experience some power or some victory so, so true be very careful protect it fight against it and jesus showed us like you said jesus showed us exactly what you know the difference in the kingdom of god is right so like this physical earthly kingdom of israel you know it was very easy for them to get prideful and be rulers but Jesus says that in the kingdom of God, the prideful don't get anything. They don't get to rule at all. There's no place for them. In fact, um, 
Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world, this is Mark uh, chapter 10, verse 42, you know that the rulers in this world lorded over other people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them, but among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so I see Jesus exactly where, you know, your so what was. Mm. I see Jesus as the exact opposite of this leader who, um, even though he had every reason in the world to be prideful, I mean, he's God, right? Yeah. Um, He chose to be a servant to all. So that's where I see Jesus today, too. The so what and where's Jesus? Same thing. Yeah, they go together. And I hope you enjoy your bonus content as well. Yes, enjoy that bonus content. And anytime you want us to just read randomly a half a chapter somewhere, just let us know. Yeah. And we'll come on by your house and just, you know, sit by the fire and read you half a chapter of scripture. Okay. All right, guys. We'll do it. Enjoy your T-shirts and mugs, your tattoos, your stick-on tattoos, your temporary stick-on tattoos. We are expanding. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, your bumper stickers. Your, um, I think we're hiring a person to uh, do skywriting for us with oh, an airplane. Gee, are we? Yeah. Wow. It's he's gonna write livingalegacy.church slash Bible in a year. Man, we and are a QR just... code. He's gonna write a QR code. Oh, the sky. And gee, we, can, we got so much going on. It's gonna be amazing. Wow, I don't know how we can handle all this. Yeah, we better be humble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs>